This is the Teaching Network podcast. We're gathering student teachers to think, speak, and live boldly for Jesus Christ in education. We love to talk about all things classroom, staff room, lecture theatre, and life. Welcome to the conversation. Hi, and welcome to the third of these three special episodes of uh, a more devotional nature, helping us to get into the Word and to pray as we go about our teaching lives. You might be heading off into placement today, you might be coming back from work as you do every day, or you might be at uni and getting on with projects or assignments, whatever you've been set. I hope that these times provide you a bit of space to think about how God can interact in our lives as teachers and in the school communities and universities that we find ourselves. So today, Graham Coyle is going to read to us his chapter from his book, To Infinity and Turn Left, on Isaiah 53. And this deals with all sorts of things, from our purpose, how God sees us and our students, to punishment and ideas of justice. So have a listen, enjoy, and find a time to pray afterwards. See the other side. Isaiah 53, for teachers. 1. Who has believed our report, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? The knowledge of Jesus and the way of salvation are in you because God revealed these truths to you. They didn't happen through chance, your own ingenuity, or by mistake. It was all a part of his careful and loving purpose for your life. Why not thank him for this and ask him what else he has in his purpose for you? 2. For he shall grow up before them as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness, and when we see him, there's no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. This brings to mind many children in our schools. They may have no distinguishing beauty or outward splendour to catch our attention. They may even be despised and rejected by their peers. But doesn't our knowledge of how Jesus was regarded provide us with the insight and compassion we need to help them know they are loved and respected. Does this bring any particular individuals into your mind? 4, 5 and 6 Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, we've turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Punishment can be quite a big deal in our world, can't it? I'm not suggesting we disregard the issue of the consequences of selfishness and disobedience in our schools, but I do believe we need to rethink our own internal responses. How has God dealt with your rebellion? 
Did it help you to find him and to love him? How can you deal with the rebellion of others in such a way it will point them more toward a loving father? Romans 2, 4 Do we all respond from self-righteousness or from his righteousness? 7, 8 and 9 He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living, for the transgressions of my people he was stricken. And they made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. We can be misunderstood and treated unfairly. Whatever the reason for a response toward us, we have to keep our own hearts clear of the desire to seek justice in the wrong way, and for the wrong reasons. Jesus kept his heart full of love toward his accusers, because he always made the choice to focus on what his father was doing, and not what those around him were doing. Check your own heart now. Is there something getting in the way of you knowing the Father's love for you right now? Hebrews three twelve to 14 Verse 10 Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord prosper in his hand. We are now in Christ, included in his body, the church, and so can, by grace, consider ourselves to be caught up in accomplishing the Lord's deepest desires. This is always true for you in each task which is assigned to you. Many of these tasks may appear trivial, burdensome, or simply plain hard slog, but in everything give thanks and search for God's perspective and ask for a way to see joy and peace from the Holy Spirit released to you. Never lose sight of the fact that you are a daughter or son of your Heavenly Father, called to accomplish a great purpose. Let his joy be your strength. 11 and 12 He shall see the labour of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge my righteous servant shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bore the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. Not everything from God is reserved for the future alone. Anticipate his goodness in your current circumstances. Isn't the great paradox of God that we find his perfect will in the middle of imperfect situations? Isn't this the whole message of the gospel? God comes down from the perfection of heaven to the imperfection of the earth to bring us back into a loving relationship with him. This is our source of hope and we carry it with us everywhere we go. Oh, thanks so much to Graham for both writing that book and to sending in those chapters for us. 
Details of how to get hold of the book are in the podcast description. And next time, we'll be getting back together, more chats, more interviews, more finding out about what school life is like and hearing from some really experienced teachers as to how to blend and live our faith through our work lives in teaching. Thanks so much for listening and see you next time. Thanks for listening to this podcast from UCCF's Teaching Network. If you want to hear more, follow us on Instagram at UCCF Teaching Network. Head to our website, teachingnetwork.uk, or send us an email at teaching at uccf.org.uk. And don't forget to share this podcast with your teaching friends. Bye.